How many wants to see him tonight? Amen. You know what? The prophet told us something very powerful. He said, if you want to see God, you can see him. And you know what? He also said in another place, he said, if you want to see God, he said, I believe that God wants to show himself. God, in other words, God wants to be seen. And uh, so I believe uh, that if we really want to see God tonight, I believe that we can see him. Amen. We can see him in his word. We can see him in his people. Amen. How many believes that you can see him in one another? And, and so, amen. I tell you, it just all depends on what you're looking for tonight. Uh, you know, you know if, you, uh, if you come with an expectation, you won't be disappointed. Amen. How many has a need tonight? You just want to make it known by lifting your hand. I believe God sees every hand. He sees every heart tonight. So let's just bow our hearts together and look to Him. Lord Jesus, we just come before Your throne of grace. And we thank You for this opportunity that You've given us to gather together. And Lord, we look out and see these young people that's here on a Friday evening. And Lord, of all the things that they could be doing. And Lord, but they've they've chose to come here and and Lord I believe that it's because that there's something a desire Lord that you placed in them Lord we know that if there's a deep that's calling there's got to be a deep to respond Lord if there's something in them as that, that that's crying out for you then I believe Lord that Lord there's something to meet that tonight there's Lord there's a God that Lord I think about how that Lord, when a soul begins to cry out, Lord, that nothing can stop you. Lord, you cross land and sea. You'd, Lord, I, in, in the Bible, Lord, there was one soul crying out. Lord, over there in the, in the land of Gadaree, and Lord, just that one crying out. And Lord, you left the multitudes and great revivals cross land and sea to go to that one need. Lord, if you would do that, then I believe you'll do it again today. Lord, so if there's somebody crying out for you, I pray, God, that you'd just come tonight. Lord, that's what we desire more than anything. Lord, I pray that you'd just help us to lay our, our, our thoughts to the side. Lord, our own anything that, Lord, that perhaps we would want to say or do, God, we just lay all that down now. We just want you to speak. Lord, we want you to have your way. Lord, we're giving you the preeminence. Lord, we've studied and we've tried to do our part. And, but Lord, we want you to do the ministering tonight. Lord, because you know the needs. And Lord, you know the things that we don't know. So God, we're asking you tonight just to minister to every heart, touch every life. Lord, just speak to us through your word now. And Lord, I pray you'll give us a heart to receive. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. We give you this service for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Just honored to be here tonight. And amen. We appreciate the brothers, Brother Joe, and uh, um, for giving us the invitation. Of course, Brother Donnie, appreciate um, the confidence uh, that they would have for us to be able to come and speak to you. And, and uh, I tell you, it's a great privilege to speak to the, to the young people of this message. And I believe that um, you're the cream of the crop. And uh, there ain't no better young people than, uh, you know, uh, it, you're the, uh, um, you're the uh, results of, of the word of God that's been preached and, and uh, the, the, the fruits of, of the ministry. And, and I always say it like this, you're the greatest evidence 
that this message is true. You know, a lot of people think about uh, there's all kind of things and vindications, and we thank God for all those vindications, but I'm looking at one of the greatest vindications that there is right here tonight. Amen. And so uh, I believe that with all my heart. Amen. Let's just look in our Bibles tonight. We'll turn to the book of Revelations in the sixth chapter of Revelations, and I'm also going to read out of the book of James <clears throat> in the fourth chapter of James. Start here in Revelations chapter 6, and I'd like to read from verse 12. And everybody's going to think, man, this is strange for a youth service. So, but um, just you just pray, and, and I believe that the Lord will just bring it together tonight. But Revelation 6 and verse 12. And I beheld, and when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she's shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? James chapter 4 and I'd like to read from the 13th verse. The Bible says, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we shall go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. May God add his blessings as you're seated. I want to um, just speak out of those scriptures tonight. And, and if I had a title, I would title it A Divine Interruption. And... Um, I was several years ago. I was out um, in Colorado hunting, and I was there with Brother Wayne Lawson, and we were doing some some elk hunting. And um, we were there over the weekend, and um, on Sunday morning, uh, most of the time on Sunday, you know, we just kind of hang around and don't really do much hunting, but just try to, you know, um, give that time to the Lord, and uh, you know, because Sunday just being a special time, and um, and so we were we were there and. Um, and he just pulled up the service back home the, the, there in um, Ohio, and brother, um, uh, there was a brother preaching there, and, and um, he was he was speaking on um, interruptions, and 
And uh, as he was speaking, Brother Daryl, you know how it is sometimes somebody will just say something and, 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 and when they say it, it just, it, an inspiration begins to open up. And, and so I begin to think about, you know, um, uh, an interruption. And, and so um, that's what inspired this thought. And I've preached it before, but, um, and I, you know, I was studying in different directions, praying God just show us the way to go for these services and, and I just couldn't get away from this thought. And, you know, it may, uh, as I said, seem a little bit odd. You're reading about the sixth seal and you're preaching a youth service. You say, brother, you're going to preach the sixth seal for a youth service? Well, you know, I tell you what, you're not just any youth. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a special group of, uh, of, of young people tonight. And I believe that I could preach the sixth seal. Amen. And you would have an understanding of it. Amen. I tell you that you're blessed. Amen, that, you know, that the word has been open in such a way. And I, and I look out here and I, I see uh, different young people from different assemblies and, you know, a great group from this church. And I know you're well taught and, and, and you, the rest of you, you know, you got good pastors in there and, and you've been taught the word of God. And so I'm not worried about it tonight. I, I'm not worried about getting too deep or, or being too shallow. Amen, I think we ought to just follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But as I look at this tonight, I do want to read a couple of quotes, and I'm not going to preach on the sixth seal. As uh, uh, I may mention some things about it, but but I want to read a quote out of the sixth seal to get started. And the prophet of God said here, he said, "I could say some something awful good right here, but I guess I'll hold that." He said, and, and he begins to go back into the scripture here, and, and it says that they have power over the waters to turn them in the blood and to smite the earth with plagues as often they will. Now he's describing the ministry of Moses and Elijah that is to come during this time of the sixth seal. And how many knows that they're going to come to Israel during the tribulation? These Moses and Elijah, and this ministry, amen, that they're going to have is, is going, they're going to have power to over the waters to turn them in the blood and to smite the earth with plagues as often as they will. What is it? What, what can we bring these things? Or he said, what could bring these things but the word, see? Amen. They can do to nature any way they want. And here it is. They're, they're the one who brings the sixth seal. They uncover and open it up. It's the power of God to interrupt nature. See, the sixth seal is a completely an interruption of nature. Amen. Do you get it now? There's your seal. What does it do? It's those prophets on the other side of the rapture with the power of God, the word of God, and they just condemn nature. They can send earthquakes, turn the moon into blood, the sun, do anything, amen, at their command. Amen. It's an interruption of nature. Now, what is an interruption? An interruption of the definition of it is it's something that causes a stop or a stop in action. Amen. It, it is to cause or to make a break in the continuity or the uniformity or a, a, a process, see, or a condition to break something off, to cause it to cease in the middle of something. That's an interruption. Amen. To cause a break or a discontinuation, an interference through action or speech. Amen. Especially by interjecting a remark. So, amen. How many knows what it is to be interrupted? You, you know, sometimes you're talking to somebody and you're in deep conversation. Somebody else just walks up and they interrupt you. Now, you know, and, and, and then you, you know, how many's ever interrupted somebody? Now, some of you children is probably more uh, acquainted on that side. And, 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 you know, you, you, you've done a lot of interrupting. 
and probably been corrected quite a bit for interrupting. But you know, but what is it? You, you see, it, it causes a distraction. Amen. And, and it will cause a shift even in, in focus. And amen, it, it could stop something completely from happening. You know, we're here we are and we're having church tonight and, 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 and you know, and we, we're right in the middle of the service. But I tell you what, if the fire alarms went off, that would be an interruption. And it would probably bring an end to, you know, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be paying attention to what I'm saying no more, amen, because you're wondering what's going on. It's an interruption seat. And sometimes, you know, most of the time, amen, we look at interruptions as being bad, but amen, but I want you to see tonight that every interruption is not a bad thing. Sometimes we need an interruption, amen. Amen, just as I said, you know, if, 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 if your house was on fire, Amen. And you know, you're, you're all caught up in reading a book or something like that. Amen. You would be happy if somebody come along and interrupted you. Amen. You know, you might, you might think that's awful rude for them to interrupt me like that. Amen. But I guarantee you, you'd be thankful for it. Amen. When you realize why they were interrupting you. Is that right? Amen. Now, as, as we look at this, I'm just going to read a few quotes. And uh, uh, But the prophet said, he said, what about healing the sick? He said, see, greater is he that is in you than the sickness because that's an interruption. See, it's interrupting the very laws of God. Sickness is, well, see, he's showing that sickness is an, inter is an interruption of health. Is that right? Amen. So we can see by that, the prophet said, the devil that's interrupted the very program of your life. So sometimes Satan will come along and interrupt your life with sickness. Amen. See, he goes on, he says, see, Satan interrupts the life. Now, amen, I can, we can trace this all the way back to the Garden of Eden because, amen, what happened in the Garden of Eden was actually an interruption. See, because, amen, uh, uh, the fall in the garden was an interruption of eternity. It was an interruption of perfection. Amen, how many knows that God had a masterpiece family and amen, and all creation was perfect and amen, there was no sin. There was, there was everything. God and his, his children was in perfect fellowship. Amen, but then Satan climbs down and creeps under the wall. Amen, and comes in. Amen, and what does he do? Amen, Eve begins to listen. Amen, to the lie of the enemy and it brought an interruption. Amen, to perfection. It brought an interruption. Now, friends, I just say this tonight. Time is only an interruption to eternity. Amen. Amen, but thank God, amen, one day the interruption's gonna end, amen, and time's gonna blend right back into eternity again. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we look at this, amen, uh, uh, I'll just say this, amen, because Brother Brown's saying now sickness is an interruption. It's, it's Satan, amen, bringing an interruption, Brother Brown said, in your life. It's an interruption of health. How many believe that God, amen, desires you to be healthy? Amen. Listen, friends, I, I, we don't have to wonder about these things tonight. Amen. God don't want you to be sick. God, amen, don't want you to be depressed. God, God uh, does not want you to be oppressed or, or burdened. Amen. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, and having a, a spirit of depression upon your life. Amen. That is not the desire of God. Amen. That's an interruption. Amen. That Satan has brought into your life. 
Amen. But I say this tonight. If Satan can interrupt health with sickness, I believe that God, by the Holy Ghost, can interrupt sickness with health. Amen. By the power of divine healing. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. Now, amen. As I said, most of the time we look at an interruption as being a negative thing, but, but, but you know, sometimes we need an interruption. Amen. Because I'll just say this. We were all on our way to hell. Every one of us. Amen. Amen. I, I hope that, you know, I hope that most of us is, is on another path tonight. But maybe there's some that's still on that road. But I tell you this, amen, all of us, all of you, all the adults, every one of us that was born in this world, we all come the same way. Amen. And we were all born in sin. Amen. And, and shaped shaping in iniquity, amen, and another place the Bible says we come into this world speaking lies, amen, why? Because we were born the wrong way, amen, and we come here as a sinner, amen, and we were a sinner by nature. Now, amen, Paul was saying in Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 and verse 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in sin, or in trespasses in sins, where in times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature the children of the wrath, even as others. Listen, amen, we were sinners by nature. I'm glad that ain't the end of the story. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he has loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Hallelujah. And has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many glad for the grace of God tonight? Amen. But listen, as I said, you, amen, were a sinner by nature. Watch, watch what the prophet said in the invisible union by the natural birth. See, natural. You love the world because you are, you are of the world, a part of the world. That's right. See, your desire was by nature to love the world which you're a part of. You are a part of nature. See, believe that. Amen. That's your natural thing. That's the reason you have to be born again. You have to separate. You have to die to that first husband. You can't live with it. You just can't say, well, I'll divorce him and hang him up here. Amen. Until an occasion. No, sir. Amen. There ain't no writing of divorcement. He dies. The nature of the world has to die. Every speck of him has to die. And then you have to be reunited again with another nature. Your old book is gone. Your old union, your name in the old, amen, has been transferred. And now you say, you mean to tell me my old book, it was put in the sea of his forgetfulness and you stand perfectly before God. Your, new, your name now is in a new book. Amen, not the book of life, but the Lamb's book of life. Amen, what? Amen, the life in the Lamb's book of life. Your marriage certificate, he said, hallelujah. Amen, where your true germ from the beginning takes hold. Amen, now you're not only forgiven, you're justified. Glory. Amen, that's Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. Amen, you talk about an interruption, friends. You talk about an interruption of nature. 
Amen. Now you're catching my thought tonight. Amen. Because just like them two prophets. Now, you, I want to just break into this for a minute and, and, and show you where I'm going. Just like them two prophets. Amen. Moses and Elijah. Amen. Will step out in that tribulation. And with the word of God, Brother Darrell. Amen. They will interrupt all nature. Is that right? Amen. What will do it? The word of God will do it. Amen. It will bring an interruption of nature. And when it happens, friends, amen, there's 144,000 Jews that's going to get the baptism, the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And believe the same message that you believe. Do you believe that? Sure they will. Amen. But I want to tell you what, friends, amen, I don't plan to be here in the tribulation. Hallelujah. Amen. And listen, amen. That is not, amen, what's going to, that is not my message. That is not my time. Amen. My time is now. Your time is now. And we ain't got to wait on Moses and Elijah. God has already sent us a prophet. Hallelujah. And our prophet had the ministry of Moses and Elijah. And this message come to interrupt your nature. Hallelujah. To give you a nature change. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Amen. You were a sinner by nature. That's why nobody had to teach you how to lie. It just come natural. Now listen. Amen. If you were, I know most of you, a lot of you. We're probably born in this message and raising a good home and, and, you, th- and you might be sitting here think, thinking tonight, that makes me an angel. Well, I'm sorry, but it don't. Amen. I, I was born the same way. Amen. Raised in a good home. Amen. People praying for me all the time. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, you got to be born again. Just like everybody else. Everybody is on level, level ground here. Amen. Let me just say, amen, when you're born, you're born the wrong way and you, amen, were a sinner by nature. It come natural. It's just like a pig. A pig, you don't have to teach a pig how to be a pig. It's in his nature. You don't have to tell a pig go roll in the mud. It's in his nature. You don't have to tell a dog how to bark. It's in his nature. It comes to him natural. Because it's in his nature. It's born in him. Can you say Amen. Amen. And that's exactly, amen, why, amen, you, amen, did wrong even when you knew it was wrong. Amen. Because you had the wrong nature. (laughs) And nobody had to teach you how to lie. It just come natural. Amen. Amen. But I want to tell you, I I got some good news for you tonight. Amen. But, amen, the Bible says, amen, you were in times past. Now some of us has got a different testimony tonight. Hallelujah. Because our nature has been changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And now, as Peter would say, we have been made partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the wrath, amen, the wrath of the world uh, 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 through lust, I believe he said. Amen. But watch, friends. Amen. Now you have a different nature. Oh, my. Amen. Well, I'll just tell you this. If you were a sinner by nature, and now your nature's been changed... Amen. If you're a Christian by nature. Come on, friends. If you're a Christian by nature, 
Ain't nobody got to beg you to go to church. Ain't nobody got to beg you to read your Bible. Ain't nobody got to force you to say amen. Oh, come on. Amen. You don't need to be worked up, pumped up, primed up. Amen. All you, listen, it comes natural, friends. Just like you as a sinner by nature, now you're a child of God by nature. You're a believer by nature. Ain't nobody got to make you believe. Amen. You believe because it's in your nature to believe. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody got to beg you, amen, to lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. It's in your nature. It comes natural. Hallelujah. Amen. You sing because you're happy. You sing because you're free. Hallelujah. Amen. Ain't nobody got to beg you to do it. Amen. Listen, friends. You, you don't need no pep rally. You don't need no pump up. You just need a place. Amen. You just need a place. You just need some liberty. Amen. You just need some room. Amen. That's all I'm saying tonight. I ain't here to pump you up. I'm here to give you some room. Hallelujah. Just be who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's in you by nature to believe the word, to receive the word, to amen the word, to live the word. Because when you're born again, Amen. Now you have a different nature. Is that right? You talk about an interruption. First Corinthians six and nine. He said, "Know you not that unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infinite, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves." nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty big list, ain't it? Listen, friends. He said none of these is going to inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Paul is saying, listen, this was your condition at one time. Many of you were in this condition. Listen, friends, look at the early church. Look at, look, read your Bible. I tell you what you're going to find in there. You ain't going to find a bunch of perfect people. Uh, I know people come along today and they, they want to point out all the mistakes. They want to point out all the mistakes in the message and, and all the mistakes with our prophet. And, amen. Listen, friends, they just come to tell you he was a man. We already knew that. Amen. A- amen. But I want to tell you what. Amen. There's a bunch of mistakes in this Bible. You say, oh, brother, pre- you better be careful, preacher. Amen, that's the perfect word of God. And I believe it is the infallible word of God. And I believe every word of it from cover to cover. Amen, but there's a lot of mistakes in this Bible. You want to know what they are? Amen, Abraham lied. David was a murderer. Rahab was a harlot. Paul was an enemy to the church. A persecutor of the believers. Hallelujah. Amen, that's what they were. But that's not who they are. Hallelujah, because they met God one day and God changed them. Hallelujah, and now, amen, they are all trophies of the grace of God. Amen, let me just say this. Amen, as such were some of you. Hallelujah, amen, but you are washed. Hallelujah, and you are sanctified. 
but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. I tell you what, amen, if you're a young person here tonight, amen, and you've experienced God, amen, in the way of the new birth, amen, and you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ought to lift your hands, lift your voice, and thank God tonight, amen, that His grace found you. Hallelujah. Amen. You were going in the wrong direction, but God interrupted your path. Hallelujah. He changed the course. I like what Brother Ram said. Perfect faith, he said, when he caught me, when, I, when he caught me, I was nothing. I'm still nothing, but I'm in his hand. Hallelujah. He caught me, he loved me when I was unlovable. Amen, he loved you when you was unlovable, but he changed you. It's just like the old sister said, amen, that time in her testimony, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. Amen, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen, how many feels that way tonight? Listen, friends, amen, you might not be what you want to be. Amen, and I tell you what, amen, if you're satisfied where you're at, you need to come to this altar because a real true believer don't never get satisfied. They don't never get enough of God. There's always cry, there's a cry in the heart. I want more. I want a refilling. Amen, I want a closer walk. I want more revelation. Amen, I, I want a more dedicated, consecrated life. Listen, friends, I'm not what I want to be. I might not even be what I ought to be. But I know this for sure tonight. I'm not what I used to be. By the grace of Almighty God, I've been changed. Hallelujah. How many can say that tonight? How many believe God's done a work in your life? How many believe something, God started something in you? Well, I want to tell you something about my God. He don't never do nothing halfway. And God ain't never started a project that he didn't finish. Hallelujah. He ain't never started something that he didn't complete. That's why I feel like Paul tonight. Amen. I am persuaded. Hallelujah. That he is able to keep that which I committed unto him. Amen. And he that has begun a good work in me shall perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. He is both the author and the finisher of my faith. Listen, friends. If he changed my nature, he's going to change my body. If he changed my nature, come on, church. Amen. If he turned you around. Hallelujah. If he give you victory one time, he'll give you victory again. Hallelujah. And he won't stop until you're completely delivered and made whole. Hallelujah. When he found me, I was nothing. I'm still nothing. But I'm in his hand. That's the way, see... Amen, that's the way. If God, he said I was an alien from him. So he loved me till he stooped down to get me and pick me up. And that gives me confidence that he, what he, that he wants to use me. He's got a purpose in doing it. He's seen something in me. He's seen something in you. He had a reason to save you. Look at the people that's unsaved tonight. Look at the millions that he could have took beside of you. But he took you. Amen. And no one can take your place. Hallelujah. Nobody can take your place. Listen to me, young people. Ain't nobody can take your place. You think, well, Brother Josh, you know, I'm just little. I'm just small. You ain't got to be big. 
and they well, you know, I don't have the gift that you have, or I don't have the ministry Brother Daryl has. Listen, friends, we ain't here to compare ourselves with one another. I can't be you, you can't be me, but I tell you this, I can't take your place. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you tonight. Amen, you young people. Amen, I tell you what, there's a story in this Bible. Amen, that Naaman was a leper. Amen, over there in the land of Syria. Amen, and, and, and he was a great man. And a mighty man, the Bible says, but yet he was a leper. And leprosy represents sin. Amen, but they had took a little captive girl that the Bible, the Bible don't even call her name. They took that little captive girl and they took her over there in the land of Syria and she become a maid to Naaman's wife. And one day, she got to testifying. And she said, I would to God, amen, that my Lord was over in my country. Amen, because there's a prophet over yonder. Amen, and he knows the supernatural. He's acquainted with a supernatural God. Amen, and if I could just get him over there, he'd be healed and made whole. Amen, the prophet of God picked that up. He said, that little girl had a testimony. Amen, and those that she was surrounded. Amen, listen friends, she was a slave. She was an alien. Amen, she, wasn't, she didn't have nobody around her to support her. She didn't have no church to go to. Amen. She didn't have no youth group to join. Amen. But all by herself, she had a testimony. Hallelujah. And the power of that testimony, amen, took a mighty great man, amen, over to the land of Israel and got him in connection with a prophet. And Naaman was healed. And her story became immortal in the scriptures. I think about Mary over there in John 10, uh, 12, I believe it was. She come and anointed Jesus and, 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 and anointed him for his death. And she poured that ointment on him. And it was costly and it was great. Is that right? Yeah. Even so much that he, Judas and some of the others begin to criticize. Right. Say, what a waste. What a waste. She took this money, could have, this, this could have been sold, and the money could have been given to the poor, and we could have used this to feed a bunch of people. And, but the Bible says it because, listen, friends, the Bible said that Judas didn't say that because he cared for the poor. That's right. No, 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 no. Amen. He had a critical spirit. Amen. And he looked at what she was doing, and she said, and he said, that's a, that's a waste. But you know what the Bible says? Jesus said she did what she could. She did what she could. Listen, she couldn't preach. The Bible wouldn't allow it. She couldn't be a missionary. The Bible wouldn't allow it. Amen, but she did what she could. Amen, and her name become immortal in the scripture. In so much that Jesus said, wherever the gospel is preached, her name will be mentioned. I don't know why I'm here tonight, but I'm just gonna, I, I, I believe I'm here for a reason. This ain't in my notes. I believe I'm here for a reason to encourage some of you young sisters. You might not be able to preach behind the pulpit, but i tell you one thing, with your long hair and long dress, you're preaching a sermon louder than any preacher that's ever stood behind the pulpit. Hallelujah. Amen. And every one of you young men, you might not be called to be a preacher. Amen. But you got a ministry and your life is a testimony. Amen. I tell you what, just take what you got and do what you can. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you be ashamed of it. Amen. Just do what you can. 
Amen. And I guarantee you, amen, your name will be immortal. Hallelujah. Let me try to find out where I'm at. And then, so, you know, I was just thinking about interruptions and I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes, you know, as young people, and I'm going to try to be brief and as I can, but, you know, as young people, you know, you make a lot of plans. And, and sometimes, you know, especially about the age where you guys are at right now, I mean, you're in a planning time of your life. You're, you're you know, there's so many decisions in front of you. And, you know, you, you're, you're deciding on career paths and, uh, you know, what direction you're going in to further your education or, you know, to not or whatever more. And, 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 and you know, and, you're, and all those things. And, but I, I think this is, everybody's going to understand this. Because, you know, sometimes you make a lot of big plans. But love can be a great interruption. You know, you got it all figured out. And you know exactly what you're going to do and where you're going to live. and You know exactly where you're going to school. And you know all these things. You got it all figured out. And then one day, you just see her. <laughs> and everything changes. You know, what, you know what just happened? Interruption. Love interrupted. Same, you, you can look at it either way, you know. You see that boy or whatever it is. And you know what? Your plans just change. You see what I'm saying? It just can, it can be interrupted. Even in, in, in all the things you had figured out and all the dreams that you had and all the, amen, but just in a moment, everything begins to change. You know, and I, I thought about that and I thought, you know, you can look all through the, through the scripture and you can see how that there was people and they were going on a certain path, a certain course and certain direction. I think about the woman at the well and, you know, the life that she had lived and, and the troubles that she had had and she had been, you know, uh, married several times and all these things and all the disappointments and the failures and everything that she, but one day she come to a well. Listen, she didn't go to that well to meet Jesus, but Jesus went there to meet her. She didn't wake up that morning, Brother Darrell, and think, I'm going to go down to the well and meet. I'm going to go meet my Savior. I'm going to go meet a man that's going to change my life forever. She had no thought of that. She was just going about her day. Amen. She was just doing the same thing she did yesterday. And and no doubt she had her day all planned out. And and she was going to go down and draw some water. And then she probably had a lot of things she was going to do after that. Amen. But Jesus, amen, told his disciples, I got a need. To go by the well of Samaria, I got a need. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he went down to that well, he began to speak to that woman and he began to reveal the very secrets of her heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And he interrupted her life. Hallelujah. It was a divine interruption. Let me tell you, amen, her plans changed. I don't know what she had planned that afternoon, Brother Darrell, but her plans changed. Amen. You say, what are you talking about? i tell you what I'm talking about. By the time, amen, he got done with her, she dropped her water pots. 
She didn't even take the water back to the house. Amen. She left what she was doing and she forgot about her plans and she went running into the city and said, come see a man that told me all the things that I'd ever done. Is this not the Christ? Hallelujah. I tell you what, friends, I believe we need some interruption in this. Amen. I pray that God will interrupt our services. Interrupt our programs. Amen. I say let the Spirit of God, amen, fall down in the church. Amen. Because I tell you what, we get too much in a rut. And we got everything all planned out. And we're going to sing three songs. He's going to preach 45 minutes. We're going to sing three more songs. And then we all go into, amen, cookout or, or, or McDonald's or wherever y'all go. Amen. But I tell you what, sometimes a divine interruption, amen, begins to take place. And the Spirit of God begins to move. And the Holy Ghost drops down. Hallelujah. And you forgot about McDonald's. And you forgot about cookout. And you find yourself laying in an altar. Hallelujah. I say, oh God, amen, interrupt our service. Let's get back to an all-night prayer meeting. Let's get back to calling out for God. Amen, what we need, amen, is an interruption. Let the Spirit of God move. I ain't got a, a, a lot of time, but I got a lot of material. <laughs> but you, do you realize, do you realize that God interrupted the course of this world for you? Listen, friends, way back there, during the First World War, Brother Bam will begin to talk about it. He said, all the armies of the earth gathered together. And he said, the world was moving in a course of destruction. Is that right? I know this way before your time. You know, I started to use an example tonight about interruptions. And I was going to, you know, use this example. Sometimes, you know, you, 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 you'd listen to the radio and... And then there comes this big buzzing sound across the radio. And then you hear a voice and it says, this is the emergency broadcast system. And we have interrupted this program. And the more I thought about it, I thought, ain't none of them, people, none of them kids ever heard that. <laughs> but, you know, you know, even though this was way before your time, the Bible speaks of it. The first woe. The first world war. And, 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 the, and, the, and the armies of the earth are gathered together. And the world is on a, a course to destruction. And man would have completely destroyed himself. But God stepped in. According to Revelations, the seventh chapter, in the ver first verse there, he said, And after these things I saw the four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the winds should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor of any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth into the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till, till we have sealed the servants of God in their foreheads. And the number of them which I heard were sealed were and they were sealed was 144,000 of all the tribes of Israel. 
This, of course, speaking of that, that elect group of, of, of Jews, amen, that would be sealed under the ministry of Moses and Elijah that I was talking about. Brother Brown would call them the 11th hour workers. And they, amen, would have to be in the homeland. Amen, when the Lord returns back to the earth, amen, to receive Christ, their, amen, the one that they, amen, their Messiah that they had rejected, they'll have to be back in their homeland. Amen, and listen, amen, but under that first world war, listen, Israel wasn't even a nation. Amen, they were not in, the, uh, in their position. Amen, and, and yet the world was moving to destruction. So God stepped in and stopped it. He interrupted it. Amen, and Brother Brown would talk about it was 11th month, 11th day, 11th hour. He said, why was it? Nobody understands. He said, they've talked about it. They've, they, they, they've wrote books about it. Amen, they've asked the generals, who, who was the one that come forth and who done this? And nobody had the answer. It was mysteriously stopped at that time. Why is the question? Why was it stopped? i tell you why. Amen, it was because there was an 11th hour worker. Hallelujah. Amen. There was some elect, amen, Jews, amen, that had to be in the homeland. Amen. But a prophet comes along and says, and there's also an 11th hour Gentile worker. Hallelujah. You want to know why the world was not destroyed under the First World War? You are the reason. You want to know why it wasn't destroyed under the second? Amen. You are the reason. You want to know why? Amen. The atomic bombs ain't falling right now. You are the reason. You want to know why? Amen. That the Lord didn't come. Amen. And finish this thing in 1963 or 1965. Brother, you looking at it tonight. You want to know why? It didn't end in 1977. Amen. You are the reason. Because he wrote your name on the last book of life. Before the foundation of the world. And all the angels of destruction being held back for you. He's been waiting on you to get here. Hallelujah. Amen. He's been waiting on you to come. Amen. God is holding it, holding it back. Amen. There's something, listen friends, there's something holding back the tribulation right now. You want to know what it is? Amen. You say, well, Brother Josh, amen, the cup of the Amorites ain't quite full yet. Amen. That's part of it, friends. But I tell you what, this world is ready for tribulation. Amen. I don't know how much full that cup can get. Amen. But I believe it's about to run over right now. Amen. They're ready for it. They're in the spirit of it. Ain't but one thing holding back the judgment of God. And that's the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I don't know, but one of you might be the last one. Oh, brother. Amen. That's why I'm going to preach with everything's within me. That's why Brother Aaron's going to preach. That's why Brother Dale's going to preach. That's why your pastor preaches. That's why Brother Joe preaches. Amen. In every sermon we preach, we preach like it's the last one. Because it might be. Hallelujah. Because you might be the last one to recognize who you are. It could be in these youth meetings that the last one gets sealed with the Holy Ghost. This bride could be in glory. Well, I believe that. You think about this, friends, and I'm going to try to wind this up, but in closing, I want you to think about this. You know, because I, I was thinking about them Jews, and the Bible talks about how they were scattered. 
the, they were scattered to the four corners of the earth. Brother Darrell, they were scattered all over. They was in Africa. They was in Europe. They was scattered all over the world. But God had already gave a prophecy. He had prophesied through Isaiah. He had prophesied through Hosea. Amen. And many of the other prophets of the Old Testament had spoke, amen, of their, of, that there would be a time that they would be gathered back. Hosea said, amen, in the third day. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, after two days. Amen. After two days, amen, he would begin to revive them and gather them. Brother Brown would talk about how, amen, that he would chop her out. Amen, by the prophets and how that, you know, how that Israel would be gathered back together. And Brother Brown would talk about how that, you know, that, that he would be even begin to describe uh, the pressures of the world and, uh, and men under the uh, anointing of supernatural demon powers like Hitler and, and Stalin and Mussolini and all these men. And they begin to, uh, uh, you know, they were literally killing them by the thousands. Amen, that persecution coming. And Brother Brown called it the tender hand of Jehovah. He said, driving them back to their homeland. I thought about that, Brother Darrell, and I thought, you know what? They had, they had homes, many of them in Germany and Belgium and England and in, in France, all over the world. They had homes. They were, they, they were born there. They, they, they had raised their children there. Amen. They had businesses there. They were successful there. They, no doubt, they planned to, 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 to live there the rest of their life, to leave a legacy. Their children would continue on, take over their businesses. Amen. Raise their children. Amen. Leave it to their children and on and on it would go. Listen, amen. They didn't have no plans to, to uproot and and, and, and go back to a land that they had never seen or never knew or, 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 or what that we would call their homeland. Listen, friends, amen, it wasn't, it wasn't a homeland to them. It was, a, it was like a foreign country. They felt like they were at home. And they had their plans and, their, and their, uh, they had their, um, you know, um, ambitions and, 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 and all these things and, and, and they had it all mapped out. And God interrupted. Listen, friends, and their plans changed. And they no longer had their business. And they no longer had their homes. And they no longer had a future. And there was nowhere to go. And Brother Brown said, what was it? It was a tender hand of Jehovah leading them back to their homeland, driving them back to their homeland. He would go on that same quote. He said, we see the churches today excommunicating the people, putting them out, all these things. Amen, think about it. In the early years of this message, there wasn't no message churches to go to. You are a blessed generation. You're a blessed group of young people. Amen, to be able to come to a church, amen, and have a pastor preach this message to you and be surrounded by message believers. There was a time that none of that existed. And Brother Brown said they're being pushed out and forced out. He said, but it's just a tender hand of Jehovah leading them to the tree of life. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. And I began to think about that. And I thought about, amen. And look, amen. There she is over in her homeland now. Israel is a nation. Amen. And there, I believe, amen. And, and, and you know, listen, friends, amen. I'm not trying to preach doctrine tonight or anything like that. Amen. But I believe, amen, that 144,000, that group of elect Jews, they're probably right there, right now in the land of Palestine, just waiting for them two prophets to come. Amen. Just waiting to receive the message. Amen. And listen, by the way, the message that them two prophets is going to preach is the same message that you hear every Sunday and every Wednesday. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost that they're going to get is the same Holy Ghost that you already got. Hallelujah. And by the way, the 11th hour worker got the same pay as the first hour worker. And let me just tell you this. That's why I can say this tonight. Amen. You 11th hour Gentile workers that are sitting in front of me tonight, you are them 11th hour workers. You are that 11th hour Gentile group. And you got the same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. It ain't no different Holy Ghost. It ain't no lesser Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. Amen. And if it's the same Holy Ghost, it'll do the same thing. Hallelujah. It'll have the same results. You believe that? I believe they're there now. Amen. Amen, but I want to tell you what. Amen. There's another interruption coming, friends. There's an interruption coming in this world. It's called a tribulation. Think about it. And they got all kind of plans, and people's got all kind of ambitions, and, and, and they're planning to stay here forever. And they're planning to, you know, and they got all kind of things that they plan to do, and, but there's coming an interruption. It's called a tribulation. There's coming an interruption under the ministry of two prophets. Nature is going to fall apart, the sun's going to refuse to shine. Earthquakes, amen, all the things you read about in this Bible. Amen. But I want to leave you with this. Before that interruption, there's going to be another interruption. It's called the rapture. Hallelujah. And that's why James begins to say, don't make plans as if it's a definite thing. Amen. Because your plans are subject to change. Hallelujah. Amen. You might have a lot of things. You might have plans, amen, that will not be fulfilled, amen, for 10 years. You might be making plans right now for things you're going to do in 10 years. But I want to tell you, them plans are subject to change because there's coming an interruption, friends. It's called the rapture. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about it. Enoch was walking one day and he just went for a stroll, but an interruption dropped down. Hallelujah. And God told Enoch, you're closer to my house than you are to yours. Just come on and go home with me. Hallelujah. He interrupted his plans. Amen. And took him in a rapture. Abraham and Sarah was making plans one day to die. Amen. They were making plans and getting old. Amen. But one day in Genesis 18, Amen. Elohim stopped, struck down. Amen. And God began
begin to speak to them and reveal the secret of Sarah's heart. Amen. And God interrupted their old age and changed their body back to a young man and a young woman. Oh, I tell you what, amen, some of you don't understand this. Amen. But some of you older ones back there do. Amen. There's going to be an interruption, amen, of your aging. The aging process. Amen. Hair turning gray. Eyes turning dim. Shoulders stooping down. But God is going to interrupt it. Hallelujah. You say, brother, amen, but what about them that's already dead? Don't worry, I got a type for them too. Lazarus. Amen, died. And they buried him. And corruption set in his body. Amen, just to prove to us that even that wouldn't stop it. Hallelujah. Amen, but, amen, but Jesus come down there to the grave of Lazarus and the Son of Man began to speak and he interrupted. Glory to God. He interrupted the corruption process that had already started in Lazarus' body. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And a man that had been dead for four days stood up and walked out of a grave. I want to tell you what tonight, church, I don't care what your condition, I don't care the shape you're in, I don't care how low you are, I don't care how bad it is, amen, I know a God that can interrupt the course of your, listen friends, I don't care how deep in sin you are tonight, I know a God that can turn you around. Hallelujah. How many want to just lift your hands and say, oh God, amen, interrupt my course. Interrupt my life. Interrupt my plans. Turn me around. Let there be a divine interruption. Let's stand on our feet tonight. That the musicians will come. Listen to me, church. Brother Daryl, you know, I, I don't I don't know why I just feel to say this tonight. I'm glad he interrupted me. I tell you what, I'm not gonna give you all my whole testimony. I know the time is gone now, and I've preached what I had on my heart to preach and but I just want to share this with you tonight because maybe some of you have felt the way I felt and you know what Brother Darrell I, I, I was raised in the church even raising the message and, and and there was just something in my heart I never Doubted this message of being true. Like, it just, you know, the devil didn't battle me in that way. He just didn't do it because, I don't know, it was just something in my heart was just settled. You know, I just, I never questioned that. I knew it's real, you know, there's something real about that. I didn't understand all of it, but there was just some. And you know what, Brother Aaron, I've seen a lot of stuff around the message and growing up as a kid, and I've seen a lot of things happen. I've seen a lot of wrong things happen. I've seen a lot of bad mistakes made and a lot of disappointments. 
You know, I looked at a lot of people and people that I looked up to and had a lot of confidence in, and they just, you know, let me down. Do you know what? All that, somehow or another, by the grace of God, it never, it never shook me. Brother Darrell, I knew it was right. But you know how the devil fought me? This is, this is how the devil fought me. The devil, hey, listen. Brother Brown said it this way. He said, when God's silent, the devil does a lot of talking. And, I, you know, the devil was just telling me constantly, it ain't going to work. You're a failure. You're... You know what I convinced myself of or I let him do? I let him convince me that the message is right, but it ain't for me. You know, in the way we hear predestination and election and things like that, and thank God for them truths. I mean, wonderful truth. I ain't, how many is thankful for that wonderful revelation? But you know what? The devil, he's slick. he is a slick guy. He'll take the very things that you believe and turn them around and use them against you. And he started telling me, he said, you ain't predestinated. And if you ain't predestinated, ain't nothing you can do about it. You cannot make yourself predestinated. And I thought, you know what? Devil, you're right. And I was really battling, and that pull of the world was really pulling me. And I thought, you know what? I know it's right, but I'm probably going to hell anyway, so I might as well just go on out and, and live, live like the world and have fun. And... But just to... Even though I was raised in the church, to give you a little bit of background, I come up in a broken home. My dad was an alcoholic. His dad was an alcoholic. I seen, I seen what the world had to offer. I looked at some of my family. I seen broken marriages and broken homes. I couldn't hold down a job. Never, you know, no future, no nothing. And, I'll tell you what I done one day. I remember it. I was standing on the porch of a church. And I, I was just standing there, Brother Darrell, I'll never forget this. I was thinking about it. And I thought, you know what? I might not be predestinated. And I might not be elected. And I might not even make it. But this is a better way to live. And I said, I want to have a family and I want to raise some children and I want to be a good daddy and I want to be a good husband. And this is a better way to live. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Even if I ain't predestinated, I'm going to stay with this and I'm just going to do the best I can. And I said, Lord, if it, when it all ends, if I, if I just end up in hell, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. And I'm going to stay with this right here. As soon as I made that decision, and I said... God began to deal with my heart. Listen, friends, I tell you what, it cost me friends. It cost me. I ended up leaving the church I was in. There was a lot of things. I, I won't go into all them things. But listen, God began to deal with my heart and He began to reveal His word to me. And He began to He began to show me. You do belong to me. I don't know why 
you know, I don't know why. It didn't really go with what I'm preaching tonight, but I just felt to share that with you tonight because I really had it. Just It just come to me real strong. And I want to encourage every one of you because I know the devil's fighting you. I know, I know some of you, the devil's probably told you the exact same thing. Some of y'all probably convinced that the message is right, but you're wondering if it's for you. And you're wondering, well, you know, it, 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 it's probably working for somebody else, but I'm just not sure that's for me. Listen, it's a better way to live. And I'm telling you this, you just need to make a decision tonight. Say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Jesus. And Brother Branham just come to a place, he said, even when we get to the end of the road, if he throws me in hell... Amen. Listen, we just have to admit, Brother Dale, we're just getting what we deserve. It's like I told the church the other night. I said, they, you know, they said, well, all this predestination and election stuff ain't fair. I said, you got that right. And I don't want what's fair. I want God's grace. If we got what's fair, all of us would go to hell. But listen, friends, the grace of God has brought an interruption. Amen. And the grace of God is here tonight. I tell you what. Amen. Listen, you ain't got to wait for a tribulation. Amen. Your nature can be interrupted tonight by the power of the Word and the power of the Holy Ghost. Can we bow our hearts together? I wonder if there's anybody here tonight just want to lift your hand and say, Lord, I I need an interruption. I need an interruption in my life. I need your grace to just slip down. Hands up all over the building. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, you see these young hearts and these young people. Lord, I I know we've tarried a little, and Lord, I'm trying my best just to yield myself and follow you. Lord, I'm asking you tonight that we're just asking for a special grace. Could the Holy Spirit just slip down in a special way tonight? Lord, maybe there's somebody that's on a collision course, they're on a path, the direction is set. Lord, I pray, God, that the Holy Ghost would just drop down and bring in an interruption tonight. Change the course, interrupt the nature. Lord, I pray, oh God, Lord, that the supernatural would be done. Lord, not so much, Lord, that we're looking for. Lord, we believe in all the things and rejoicing in the... God, what we're really looking for tonight is a sovereign move of God. Oh God, just come down and speak to hearts. Lord, I'm done saying what I got to do. Lord, I've tried to yield to you and just, Lord, let you speak through me. But Lord, I pray, God, that now you would just speak directly to their hearts now. Lord, you just deal with them in your own special way. Grant it, Lord, we pray. We commit this service to you. We give ourselves to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Can we sing that, brother? Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
said you want the weakest Christian gets on his knees hell trembles so you interrupt hell you, you interrupt the devil's day he had your day all planned out and you just whispered a small prayer to God and you just changed his day God will interrupt heaven for you when you have a need God will silence heaven to listen to you God will silence angels to listen to you. Yours creation. Brother Branham said, and I've said it so many times here, as Brother Branham said, when that perfect God met that partnership with that imperfect man, you become the perfection of God. So what God is, you are. And there's, it's impossible for you not to interrupt hell. And the life of God lives in here. That's what Satan fears. It ain't this flesh. He knows he'll never interrupt that life of God in you. Man, I, I, I've never heard the word interruption preached before, Brother Josh, but I'll never, I'll never look at it the same. I plan up to get in the morning to, to interrupt him when I get up, interrupt him through the day. You can make Satan's life hell. You can. You can make it rough on him. It's the life of God. God's been doing it since creation. He's been making it hard for Satan. I enjoyed that. If you have a need, if you have the Holy Ghost, if you need the Holy Ghost, he's here. And God's not holding the Holy Ghost back off of you saying, you need to get your life right before I give you this. 
He's not saying you need to do this before I give you this. It's a free gift. You have to have that desire. He will interrupt everything from heaven and hell to give it to you. I, I enjoyed that. Appreciate that, Brother Josh. Just give Brother Josh another hand. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I'm glad we're starting an hour early, Brother Rob. <laughs> so tonight, if some of the young men supposed to be here at our assembly, if you don't, might want to check with Sister Sarah and them. I don't know if they've got all the tables and chairs out. They were working fervently a while ago, so if they need any help with that, check before you start playing around over there. So um, we're going to have Brother Jesse sing some songs. You got any, anything I need to announce? Okay. Um, we're going to pray over the food before we dismiss. we got snacks over there. we got food, drinks. So make sure you come over and make yourself at home. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, Lord, to hear your word. Lord, just to, to armor ourselves for the, the journey that we got before us, Lord. And Lord, how you've, you've armored us tonight, we're so grateful for that, Lord. I pray, Father, that we would take it with us as we leave, Lord, and hold it close, Lord, is the most valuable treasure that we'd ever have, because it is. This word of God is worth more than anything we would ever possess. Lord, and you gave us another part of it tonight, and I'm so grateful for that, Lord. I'm so grateful that this word is eternal. That means it'll never end. We'll get something new tomorrow night. Lord, be with us as we just depart from this place, Lord. Bring us back tomorrow. I pray that you bless the food, Lord, that's, that's over there now. Bless the hands that prepared it. Bless the sisters, Lord, that's working for us over there to, to, to make it enjoyable. We thank you for it. Keep us in your care. Bless Brother Josh, Lord, giving strength, Lord, and preparing for tomorrow evening. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white no no other fountain no nothing but the blood of Jesus for my pardon this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus and for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus and oh precious is the flow that makes me 
white as snow, no other fountain, no, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And this is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as the snow. No other fountain, no, nothing but the blood. Thanks for coming tonight. We'll meet again tomorrow at uh, noon here in the gym and have service tomorrow night at 6 p.m. So look forward to the Lord to move. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. No other fountain, I know nothing but the blood of Jesus.